0: Oh my gosh, this is so hard. You're supposed to make this easy. <laughs> I know, I thought it was. <laughs> Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Ortiz, and you are listening to the podcast, Who's That Teacher?, Episode 5, Dealing with Difficult Students. This show wants to motivate and inspire listeners through the experiences of teachers through different content areas. Today, we have a school counselor, Melissa Del Calo. Welcome, Melissa, to Who's That Teacher?
1: Hi, professor. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you.
0: (laughs) Uh, Melissa has been a student counselor for four years and a teacher for 18 years. She runs a Pep, which is the team prevention education program, It is about high school seniors educating younger students about healthy decision-making. Melissa and I always have good conversations about our families, sports, coffee, and our school senior trip to Disney. Now we're going to start with our first segment, and uh, I have three questions for you. The first one is, can you tell us something we might not know about you?
1: I think there might be a few things that different people know or don't know about me. So one is, I really like to sing. Um, I sang in high school for four years in a choir, tried out for a select choir, made it a couple times, sang the national anthem at basketball games. So I like to sing. So I always, I always try to talk to the choir directors here to see if they'll do like a staff type of like little cameo uh, yeah, appearance. Yeah. Cause I thought it would be fun. Um, Dave
0: Sandwich was in one of the musicals. Oh, and I think Rick Krause. See that? Yeah. Yes. And Ryan Yanyak also was playing the piano.
1: Oh, I know. We so have some potential here. I d- we do. We have hidden talents in this staff for sure. Um, I also was a cheerleader in high school. What? <laughs> yeah. And then on this side, um, my sister and I do interior design. And I love that. Like, that's like a passion I have as well. So yeah. we have our little business called Restored and Renewed. Um so we've done a couple of projects for some students families um right through the high school because of that relationship I've had with the student so I guess they started trusting me there and then found that out and so ended up being invited into their houses to kind of make their house a home so oh my gosh very unique experience
0: I like decorating okay. and I actually yesterday decorated my house with a fall season Especially our sound room. Uh, my wife was telling me we need to get this fixed, so I d- <laughs> got it yesterday. I got it done. So I'm gonna show you my pictures. Okay. To get your opinion right. about it.
1: All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So the second question: How do you approach those uh, students with behavior issues? As we are talking about dealing with difficult students.
1: Um, I think initially it's it's not really rocket science. I think. It's the sincerity in truly valuing each student as an individual and wanting to be interested in the things that they enjoy, like, or love, or are passionate about, and then building that rapport because you want to get to know them as a person. Um, I feel like the person always comes first. So when I think about talking to colleagues and some of the things that they say they are frustrated with or have issues with, like that's always the first thing that comes to mind. What is the relationship that you have with that student? How does that student view you outside of your content? Um, And so if they become a little bit self-aware and I, I'm also, I kind of like, you know, at the end of the day, review how I'm interacting with students that may be considered difficult. And am I putting the time in with them beyond just the list of things to do. Okay. And I think that's the game changer.
0: Yeah. You, you mentioned one word that I kept thinking, uh, that at the beginning you said about value that student. And I I think is that's something that I also have shared with my colleagues is the think about that student, maybe something is happening that we don't know. And also in September, when we teachers get to know those students, there are so many things we don't know about them. So this is a very crucial moment to learn about them and start thinking what is going on behind what we don't see.
1: For sure. And I I think when you build that rapport, that's initially just, you know, the everyday day to day things that's surfacey, that allows them to feel more comfortable with you so that those things that are a little deeper, they're maybe apt to share because you've taken the time to get to know them. And then you realize nine times out of 10, if there is a discipline or behavioral issue, it's usually because of something that's going on, like you said, behind Mm -hmm. the scenes. And then you have that aha moment, like, that's why that was their disposition on that day or yeah. that's why they were struggling. That's why I kind of got a little bit of like a chip on their shoulder for when I asked them a question because they're human too and it's like they come to school with their baggage just like we do and and so you kind of have to allow them that opportunity to like sift through it, wear their emotions on their sleeve and then be empathetic those days following to say, okay, like give them a break here and there because they've got a lot on their plate. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. The second question is, uh, or actually I should say the third question, this is uh, what's the best strategy that has worked for you to deal with those difficult students?
1: Um, I think I mentioned some of those details in the last question you asked, but I think for me as a counselor now, I draw so much from my experience as being a teacher for 18 years. That definitely helps. Yes, absolutely. I also think um, the space that I worked in, so being in physical education and as a coach, it allows you different types of experiences that you can take into the classroom setting. So for me, it was senior health. And so I realized early on that if you pull that student out of the classroom and speak with them in the hallway, it does two things. It allows them to speak freely away from their peers so they don't have to feel like they have to have their company muscles on. Right. Um, But it also still gives you the power in your classroom management to be able to let those other students know that I'm addressing this, but they're not a part of the conversation. Yeah. And so it creates that one-on-one where you're giving that, that student the respect. And sometimes in that, I feel like that conversation just outside the door When they start being honest with you, you may be at fault. You may have realized I miscommunicated. So in that moment, and it's happened, where I stand there and say to them, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I was wrong. And then they just like stand back and they're just shocked because... This teacher's apologizing to me. Yeah. You know, this counselor's apologizing to me. And they're just blown away by that. And just in that moment, the amount of trust and rapport that you're building with them, and they don't forget that and they'll keep coming back because they realize that you do respect them. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that's huge. All
0: right, let's go now to our second segment, the challenge me segment. This is our segment where my guest challenges me to do something. And you are our fifth guest here and I still haven't passed. (laughs) So I'm hoping... To get it this time, right?
1: <laughs> I know, and I've listened to them all. And I'm, I, I, when I'm listening, it's like, I wish I was a fly on the wall because I'm like cheering you on <laughs> to
0: get it. And I'm like, oh, you didn't get it. Uh,
1: um, and I actually just went and checked to see where this was in the building to see if it was still there. So it might be a little more difficult than I would have initially thought because okay. I'm, I'm trying to like help oh you my out, gosh. but it's not there anymore. So for years, because obviously I taught health and PA in the gym on. First Avenue, there was a sign right above the exit that said, Haddon Heights, where blank and blank meet. Fill in the blanks.
0: I've heard this phrase before. (laughs) I don't think I recall that sign that you're talking about, (laughs) but that phrase sounds familiar.
1: Haddon Heights, where blank and blank meet.
0: Oh my gosh. This is so hard. You're supposed to make this easy. I know, I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is right. I don't know if Gavin has heard this before. No, Gavin has no idea either. Let's take a guess here. Culture <laughs> and knowledge.
1: I <laughs> mean, I like it. <laughs> it, sa- uh, it sounds good. Yeah. Um, it's. Had- that's not
0: what you were looking for.
1: <laughs> uh, uh. Had it heights were progress. And tradition meet.
0: Oh, okay. And well, I tradition ha- is kind of culture.
1: Yes, As okay. like I said it's 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 parallel. Okay. Um, and I've always really. Wait, you said
0: tra- I'm sorry. Tradition and what?
1: Well, progress, progress and tradition okay. meet. And I've always really loved that because I love things that are old and have a story. Yeah. But I love piecing those things together with something fresh and something new. Yeah. And so it's. How do
0: you like that chair, the guest chair that you're using now?
1: I mean, it is very traditional. <laughs> I would probably make some adaptations in the in the upholstery, but <laughs> the shape is I like. Okay. Um. And so I think it, it's so true of education and our school setting where you have that tradition of yeah. this you know you look at the the stone on the side of the building that's a centennial building it's over 100 years old yes but then we have done so many things to bring ourselves into the 21st century and i love the mix of the, the teachers who have had experience and have been here for a long time with the new yeah. um so many great stories of of those teachers working together with yeah. with the wisdom and experience but with yeah. the newness and the freshness um and see so many collaborative efforts to make us the best we can be Um, So I look at that every day and and in the gym and I've always loved how much meaning there was behind it, especially for being in this district um, and the tradition that it carries. So I thought that was going to be a win for you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But it's a a good one, actually. I, 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 I like it. Tradition and progress or progress and tradition. Yes. Okay. now let's go to the segment. What students want to know? Take a listen to a student asking you a question. And then let's see if you recognize that student and then answer as best as you can. Hi, Mr. Calo. I am Travis Schreiber, and I have a couple questions for you. As a counselor and teacher, you play a large role in the experience and growth of students here at Heights. What led you to make the decision to be both a teacher and a counselor? Also, in your opinion, what is the best piece of advice you would want to give to any student here at Heights? Thank you.
1: Thanks, Travis. That was a great question. Um, Initially, in terms of being both a teacher and a counselor, um, it really stemmed from two role models. One was a PE and health teacher. I had all throughout elementary, middle school, and high school, believe it or not, I would switch schools and she would end up switching schools as well. And so I've had her as a K to 12 career. Um, we grew so close between teaching and coaching that she actually was also in my wedding. Um, so really had a huge impact on my life in that space. Um, and two is uh, working closely with uh, Mrs. Sochelle and Team Pep showed that side of the story where that became a goal of mine When I was already in the profession. In terms of one piece of advice that I would say is um, something that would be that take home message to send to students, would be live your dream. Sometimes you feel like there's obstacles in the way, but try to fight through them if you're truly passionate about something and don't let it go. Um, And as always, From the time I've been at Heights, I've always said no regrets. And basically that to me means like everything that happens molds you into who you're meant to be and the purpose for your life. Um, And so if you feel like things happen and go wrong, um, sometimes those wrong things become a part of who you are and turn out for the good. So as always, no regrets.
0: For our last segment, I want you to tell us something that comes to mind when talking about three things. The first thing is the most memorable moment in your classroom.
1: I had to think about this one because 20 years of teaching experience, there's been a lot of moments. Um, But I think for me, the moments are um, like where the favor is returned. Um, as most of you know, we lost Denise Huchel last year. Um, that was really, really hard for the student services department. That yeah. was really hard for me because I worked with her very closely. Yeah. Um, we taught Team Pep together, which you mentioned at the beginning, which was the prevention education program yeah. from 2006 until last year. Yeah. And so um, I always tell my students in that class that on any given day, you bring things to work with you, you bring things to school with you, and you have to do your best to put your game face on because your students will mirror your disposition. Yeah. And so for them going into the workshops, I always say you have to do your best, even if you're having a bad day, because those freshmen need you for those 84 minutes yeah. because you don't know what they're coming to school with. So they need that, you know, that happy spot in their day. Um. And so... I came in after she had passed away the next day for school. She had passed away on December 17th, which was a Saturday. And I came into school on Monday. And I walked into the class and just them sitting there waiting for me. And there was a dozen roses and a card on my desk. Oh, And I just thought how incredibly sweet that was when they have all the things they have on their plate, you know, their honors, AP students, their sports, their jobs. Seniors. Seniors trying to apply for a school, and they found the time within that 24-hour time period to all communicate with one another, to somebody go out and purchase it, put the money together, and have that sitting waiting when I walked in. Yeah. And I just thought, what a true example of mirroring how you are treated in return so it was like not only was the gift so on point but just the compliment back to the fact that that's how I kind of made them feel at the same time you know that I would be there for them the same way they would be there for me so I think you know I know it was recent but it just was this moment in this classroom where you realize that what you're doing in the classroom is so much bigger than what you're teaching you know you're building better humans. Yeah. Um, and so th- that moment was just huge. And I will obviously never forget that.
0: Of course. Yeah. 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 So sweet. All right. What about the first ingredient to be a good educator? What do you think that?
1: Um, is? And I think this is the school counselor side of me coming out and the coach coming out at me. Yeah. Um, but I think to be able to hit your objective to get your take-home message on the daily, the first piece of the puzzle is just compassion and grace. You know, I just think some days where a student doesn't turn in an assignment or doesn't have what they need or you had an expectation and then they didn't meet it, we all fall short too, right? And, you know, we don't turn in our SGO on time or we don't turn our lesson plan in on time. And so we hope that whoever is our teacher will give us grace and show compassion. And so again, we should be practicing those same needs that we have. Um, And so I think when they see that, they want to work for you because of how you make them feel. And then you you see them go above and beyond getting the content, trying to do even bigger, better things, assist you with special projects that you might be doing in your space, whatever it is, uh, you get this person that just kind of blows the doors open because you kind of stepped out a little bit, just give them compassion and grace when they needed it. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's huge. I like huge. that.
0: Yes. Uh, that was, I was thinking when, while you were saying this about my students in the past and how they respond and they, when they give me feedback, is because of the way that I make them feel mm-hmm. in the class, welcoming and, uh, and being motivated and engaged in, in the class. is all based on... What I give them
1: yes and they just you just see it they want to work they want to work for you they want you to be proud of them and then they just they just blossom into this person they didn't even know they were capable of being
0: yeah all right and the last thing is um an unforgettable student that comes to your mind
1: i've listened to everybody who has spoken so far and I don't know if they grappled with it the same way I have. That is so hard. And you feel like the same, like the way you do when you're a parent, you're like, I can't like name a name. Like favorite. that's showing favorites. <laughs> and I'm like, how many students will end up listening to this and they'll be like, that they chose, you know, them over me. <laughs> yeah. um, but again, I I see a theme in what we've been talking about, and I think it hits here too, like where this individual, you know has graduated and has been out for quite a substantial amount of time now, and yet still circles back to me. Yeah. Periodically, hey, Dells, check it in. How you doing? You know, I have this going on. I wanted to tell you this story and still, you know, takes the lead in connecting with me. So that individual is Marisa Malcolm.
0: Yes. I remember her.
1: Love her. I remember her walking through the doors of the weight room with her dad. You could tell that she was very apprehensive Mm -hmm. about making that step to play field hockey. And so dad had to like walk her in and help introduce her. And um, She was a goalie? Yes. Very kind of like timid and bashful. And so that was the, yeah, I can remember it still, the initial time we met. And then. You know, went through four years of field hockey, you know, senior captain, um, amazing in the cage, relentless, resilient. Um,
0: Her personality is just so happy.
1: So happy. And again, where she could have a lot going on. And at times and she, she did,
0: did. Yeah, she did.
1: Um, and she would have that game face and step over that line and do her job and be supportive to her coaches and to her team. Yeah. Um, she even wrote things for the paper to kind of like help the program grow and like put a face to it for Haddon Heights field hockey and still girls to this day have her, motivational speech for when we went to a sectional final saved to their phone that they revisit when they need motivation. Oh, wow. Um, so just outstanding. Um, yeah. and just still again, like maybe even a week ago where she like texted me and just checked in and told me this story about how something that happened, you know, in high school uh, conversations that her and I had and how that was like assisting now with things she was doing presently. So yeah. she's, she's just, um, that student, that just came to mind immediately. I mm-hmm. always say that too for you know teachers' choice. If it doesn't come to my mind immediately, mm-hmm. it's like I'm searching for it. It should yeah. it should just be like that's the person. Okay. Um. So every time I thought about that for this, she kept coming to the surface. So yeah. Shout out to um. Marisa Malcolm. Yeah.
0: Yes. All right. Thank you, Marisa, for joining us today. It was a pleasure talking with you. We had a great conversation. Uh, so thank you for that. Our next guest is Ellie Lacey, a new science teacher who likes podcasts as well. She will share her experiences as a new teacher with me in our next episode. Special thanks to James White for the great sound recording in his studio in room 13, Alex Reininger for her, her cover art, Andrew Whitman for the background music, and Gavin Galanti for editing. See you guys next month. Bye.